0: Welcome to this week's episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your host, Lisa Drennan, author of Forgiving the Girl Inside, Finding Balance, Freedom, and Fun in Your Life. Be sure to download your free ebook at lisadrennan.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, a matter of the heart. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan. And today we have the beautiful Nadej Montez, who is an amazing, confident coach. She is an executive leadership coach and she helps C-suite purpose-driven executives rebuild their self-confidence, refocus their mindset. Lead life curiously and live without burnout. She is determined to help leaders regain confidence so that they can step forward in their roles of leadership. And she devotes her time to work and support those who seek confidence to plan, prioritize, visualize, and delegate effectively in their executive roles. As a coach, mentor, educator, and facilitator for teams and individuals who want to take risks, who are ready to move forward in their executive roles, and step away from your limiting beliefs, she can help you build that confidence. So thank you so much for being here with us today, uh, sharing on this platform. Um, It's just an amazing, incredible journey that you've had and and what's, what's brought you here. So if you can describe your life a little bit before...
1: Thank we you, Lisa.
0: Pivot
1: point. <laughs> thank you, Lisa. Thank you for having me, and thank you to all of you who are welcoming me in your platform. It is such a wonderful day to be in today. And yes, what is to share? Huh? So much. <laughs> where we started. Well, I started. Um, I grew up in in Haiti. I wasn't born in Haiti. I was born in Saint Martin. Um, in the Dutch side and grew up in Haiti at the age of six months and left Haiti when I was 18 turning on um, before I turned on 19. Been in the United States since went to college studied political science from political science went into education and oh boy been education for now 21 years and um, continuing to educate not just young children, but adults as well. But all of that did not start with me as a confident person, right? Um, For me to acquire require that um, confidence in me. There were so many things that I faced. Uh, there were the struggled with um, believing in myself, um, accepting myself for who I was and what the struggles that I was in. Yes, I grew up uh, around my grandparents, my uncles and my aunts and Hades, but they were always tied up in the limiting beliefs. They were never sure. Of their own potentials, you know, so much that I have seen them um, as I was growing up. I see my grandparents doing, but they never really believed in themselves. So that was kind of a lesson that was taught in myself and my siblings to not really have that confidence in ourselves. Yes, we do so much, but yet we never believed in ourselves to say that I am enough. I am confident. I am strong and I can do it. The first thing they would think of is, what are they going to say if I make this decision? What are people in the church, especially my grandparents, they were in church and so involved. So I've always seen them always with that struggle of what are others going to say? So as I grew up, it kind of was a pattern for me. And I call it the old generation pattern, the The misconceptions that I carried on because throughout my entire adult, I'm still, you know, developing my adulthood. But as I was growing up and when I moved here, I always felt like I needed to fit in. I needed to do things to please others. I needed to do the same thing others are doing and never really see me, myself as outside of the whole crowd. It's okay when you stand out outside of the whole crowd. You don't have to do the same thing others are doing. And that's what makes you authentic. That's what makes you who you are. And that's where my struggles were, especially when I needed to show up for who I was, who I needed to believe in. And for many years, it was a struggle. Never really understood myself. Sometimes I have my ups and sometimes I have my downs, I'll go down in depression um, when things are not going the right way. I go down in depression when I'm not meeting my finances with the goals and the ideas that I had. So, so many things that were coming in, even when I was doing well in school, when I was flourishing, it was still that barrier that was standing in the middle until I was like, you know what? Uh, I got to a point where when things were really, The dark and I call it the darkness time. And I was going through my relationship struggles and my financial struggles and my own belief struggles to realize that I needed to just stop and now focus on me. And then I called it the me syndrome because that's what it was. I needed to just do the me syndrome, leave that me syndrome, do things for me and understand who really I was. And that's how I went into my journey of starting understanding who I was, what were my purposes in this world? What do I need to do as an educator, but outside as a mentor, as a coach? What can I do? How can I empower others so they too can can remove themselves from the struggle? So I had to relocate my mind. I call it the relocation of the mindset because I had to relocate my mindset where I was to where I moved in They are two different places and that's what I needed to do. Just like when we move from one apartment to another or a country to another, right? Relocate. And that's what I had to say to myself. You need to relocate your mindset. You need to relocate where you are. You need to refocus and reset your entire being just so as you do things, you don't just do to please, but you do because that's who you are and whatever you do is going to help others excel and propel and stand for themselves so they too can build the confidence. So I went into leadership and decided, okay, you know what, that's who I am, because everything I do has the power of leadership written in it. So as I became the, the coach, the executive coach, and then I went on into focusing on the areas where I know I was struggling, and I know others who are in the leadership aspect of their lives need to work as well. So that's where it all started.
0: I love that. That's so beautiful. That speaks my language so much. And uh I can totally resonate with what you say. And a lot of people get stuck and they think me time is selfish. They think that, you know, if they're going to do something, it has to be for someone else. And especially as you're working yourself up to um in corporate America in the letter, like, you know, you want to excel. And it's like, sometimes you almost feel like cutthroat and something that came to mind when you were speaking was, you know, you, you stepped up into the role as a coach, as a mentor. Do you ever come across the the people that want it, but they, I want to say they whine, they
1: complain, like they put roadblocks in their way. And how do you address that? Uh, That's a wonderful question. Yes. It does. it, It so happens that there are many who, they want it, like you said, but oftentimes it's not because they cannot have it. It's because of the negativity that they let in, the thoughts that are coming into their minds, right? Um, I want it. I know I need it right now, but, you know, there's always that but that comes in because in their mind, they're thinking that if I go ahead and do it right now, what's going to happen. So there's that uncertainty and the unknown that is standing right in between. So the best thing I usually do encourage is working in the mindset because the mindset is what's going to help us create that intention. Where do we want to be? Where do you want to be? Where do you want to stand? Do you want to stand at a place where Others are going to see you, or do you want to be at a state or a place where you see yourself? So you need to be in the mindset first, be intentional. What are you creating for yourself that's going to help others see the beauty that you have, the talent that you have as an executive, as a leader, as a a, a, a support system for others as well? So you have to really get out of the way of where you stand between you and you in order for you to move forward. So that's the best approach for me.
0: Yeah, I can totally relate to that as well, because... I was in my way for a long time, and then when I realized I needed to get out of my way, doors started opening and things started flowing. And there wasn't that mm-hmm. struggle, there wasn't that um, that doubt that <laughs> seeps <laughs> in. You know, when we captivate our thoughts and make them obedient, and just realize what are we thinking? Yes. You know, uh, if my favorite thing is if thoughts were a person and came knocking on your door, would you let them in? You know, what, are, what are, <laughs> what's your heart say and what's your purpose and your why is so important to move forward and to recognize that. So when you actually recognize that, like where were you at that point in your life where you finally said, that's enough. I am not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. Was it was at one pivot point or was it just over time where you kind of realized you needed to implement this beautiful strategy that you have now?
1: Uh, for me, I do Go back to where I was in, in 2016. So I kind of felt like it, that's where it all started for me to just stand you know, right in the middle of all the chaos that I call it for myself and say, okay, that's it. You know what? We have to shift. We have to pivot. We have to change the whole um, framework of what I do, how I do things and how I approach things. And I recall when I made that decision, it, it was a hard decision because I had to, I remember I had to say to, you know, people I love that, you know what? I need to do me. I need to work on me. But yet, Because not everybody sees things the same way. They were not able to understand where I was coming from. Instead, they were seeing it differently as of, oh, wait, you don't want to be around us anymore. You don't want to be in the circle anymore. And it was more of that instead of, wow, I mean, what's happening to you? What do you mean by that? You know, so it becomes where I had to understand that in order for me to grow, you know, there are certain certain things that I needed to pour into my own cup. Because in order to help others, we cannot just go and help others empty, right? We have to fill into our cups. So what areas of my life do I need to work on? So I started paying attention to the areas that I needed to work on. I needed to work on my growth, on my personal being, I needed to work on my spiritual being. I needed to work on my financial being. So I started to work on all these areas and understand that all these areas I was lacking confidence in. And I was re- I started realizing that as I matured, people from then, you know, back then, they would see it. Oh, you were always that person who shows up or who was always confident, but that's not what it was. Until I started to really do a deep soul search for myself to realize that no, I was not. I was just putting that font. I don't want that. I'd rather come in authentic as I am and grow through it. And that's why that's one thing I don't like when people say is that, you know, you know, you need to fake it, but there's nothing to fake when you're authentic the best thing that you do, you just grow within the process. And that's what I had to do, grow within the process, understand my growth, understand the areas that I really needed to hone, understand the the part of me that maybe others could not um, tolerate, but I had to learn to tolerate for myself. And all these things, as they catch on, they really helped me really become the version that I needed to be for myself. So, I grew into it. I put myself into it and then decided, okay, you know what? Whatever it is, it is. Whoever is not going to work along, it's fine, but I need to pour into my cup and allow myself to now pour into somebody else's cup. Because when my saucer is full, then that means there's enough of my flow that I can share with others. And those are the things that I had to do and work on it and tell myself. And again, talk to myself, because that's one thing we often fight with, especially us females, right? We fight with the thought of talking to ourselves. So I had to go talk to myself. I had to get up every day and be crazy because for others, when we talk to ourselves, we are crazy, right? But for us, when we talk to ourselves, we are uplifting our own selves. We are fixing our crowns. You know, we are making sure that it's no longer tilted. So these are the things that I had to do to hone in and become where I am and stand where I am now. So. That's, I mean, there's a lot into to do into it, but as the process is happening, you get to see how much of you, you know, and how much you love yourself as well.
0: Yeah. And you made changes in all areas of your life. You know, you mentioned um, you had failed and had a failed relationship. Your health wasn't doing well. Your finances were poor, you know, friends and families, you talk about, you know, uh, getting rid of the toxicity. So you, you realized in all areas of your life that you needed to change. And I, I find it remarkable that it's at 42, because in the 40s, <laughs> something happens to us women in the 40s, mm-hmm, where we've mm-hmm. just had enough, we've looked back at the last, you know, the first two decades of our life, I guess. And then we decided, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to live life differently. I want to live life with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing because most of the women that I interview on this podcast, all their pivots come in their forties. So there's, there's something special about, you know, being in the desert for 40 years and being prepared for such a time as this, and mm-hmm. I love that all the things that you worked on—it's it's definitely the Ula way. And Ula is a—it's a, it's a French expression, being balanced. Ula la, being balanced in all key areas of your life, and you—you nailed it. You've done it so beautifully, and now you've extended yourself and reach out and turn around and help those that were where you were. So it's just a beautiful way to connect and to provide the tools so people don't have to get stuck. I love your mission statement. I am on a mission to help you empty, and empty is E M P T T Y. Elevate and motivate with purpose to transform yourself, yes. and that's a beautiful, beautiful mission. I love acronyms. I'm an acronym girl. <laughs> <laughs> so you're very much in line with with um, with me and our my audience, and and just reaching their hearts because it is a matter of a heart. When you make that decision, you get out of your head, you get into your heart, and you do use my acronym is Thor seeking our authentic self to our highest potential. And yes. when you authentically seek yourself, I too do not like um the oh, I too do not like the um um what was I going to say? The um, fake it till you make it is I believe how you said it. And I've heard that phrase a couple of times in my journey in my healing journey. Mm -hmm. And I thought, fake it till you make it. I don't even, I can't even fake something that's not in alignment with how I want to heal. Mm -hmm. So for someone to say, fake it till you make it no. And I love how you put, no, I'm going to authentically show up. I'm going to know who I am and I'm going to fill that purpose." Because you were created for these beautiful, this beautiful purpose. This you have gifts and talents that you use to reach your your people and mm-hmm. your audience and whoever is meant. I like to say that you know we each have our own little territory, and there's a reason. And you know, and, and words matter, and some people don't like those words because they'll think of it as something else. And it's like, no, it's just if you want to think of it as, as your plot, as your land, or something like that. Um, so it's really, really amazing um, mm. that you've put that all together and come around. If you would give one piece of advice to someone who is in your shoes, who is at that pivotal point, what would that advice be?
1: Mm. Relocate. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to relocate. Um, it's time to reset your mind. It's time to refocus because I know it's a struggle at the beginning. Um, yes, 40 that's a time when most of us Pivot, right? The most of us, we go into the shift, but it is a process. And just like a seed that is growing, it takes time to grow. It must, it may have been 40, you know, at the age of 40 when I start going in through my deep thoughts, but the action, actions that needed to be taken, they needed to be taken at the time when you really got into the blackout. So there's the time of deep blackout that you will be in. That's your journey that you are really going into to discover. And guess what? As you discover it, it's not going to end. So what you need to do is relocate how you think, relocate yourself. And it's the thought of, you know, the same thing you would do if you had to move to another place, you get a U-Haul and then you start boxing all your your stuff that you need to move into that new house, right? But if the things that you don't want anymore, guess what? Are you going to take them with you to the new house? No, you're probably going, to market them outside, you're going to put them outside, you're going to throw them even out, you know, to the dumpster and not carry them with you. So that's what you need to do with yourself when you, you are relocating. You are changing your mindset from where you were, where you used to be, where you used to think, what you used to think. And then you are bringing new ideas in. Who are you going to put in your circle? You are recollecting the new, the new you. You are, um, advising the new you. You are talking to the new you, that person you want to be. So yes, you need to relocate the entire way of thinking to a new place of doing and being in order for you to grow accordingly. Because as I said, it's a process. So therefore you're going to keep working on you until. So there's no um, destination, really. There's no point of location that says, okay, this is the house. The house is already the new you. And as you are getting into the new you, there's so many things. There's so, so many new colors that you want to put as you're painting that new house, the new furnitures that you want to get for the new house. You need to think of it as if you were moving to an actual new house and see yourself that way, because that's what the relocation is. It's about moving out from the old self to move in, into the new year. And I love that picture
0: that you just drew. And it, it it resonates as well with me because you do, you choose what you're going to take with you when you, and you're always decluttering and always thinking, okay, this is the destiny. This is the dream. And this is how I want to get there. So that's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing um, your incredible values, your systems, your ways of just really focusing on you because when you're taking care of yourself, you can pour so much more into others. And we're going to have your descriptions, um, the best way to connect with you. what's your? How would you like our um, audience to connect with you?
1: Well, you could go to my website. as a letter, you as the letter u, slayconfidence.com. Or if you're on any of these handles on social media, such as Instagram, Facebook, and um, Clubhouse, I use the same handle. It's at you, the letter U, Slay Confidence as well. So those are ways that you can connect with me. And if you're on LinkedIn, you just put my name, and N-A-D-E-J-E, M-O-N-T-E-S, Nadege Montes, and you will connect with me there as well.
0: That's awesome. And we will have those links in the description um, along with... Um, your little bio so they can connect with you. This will be across YouTube. Um, it'll be on any of your favorite podcasts. And if you would like to connect with Minaj and, and really find out about her program, building that confidence, helping you get to the next level, I encourage you to reach out check the description. And if you know someone who would love to hear this story, please share it with them. And we would love to have a review and be sure to download your free ebook for giving the girl inside, finding balance for you and join your life. Because once you do realize that me time is not selfish, you will begin your healing journey and it's all a matter of the heart. Yes. Thank you for joining us on this episode of forgiving the girl inside a matter of the heart. So glad that you were here today and love your support and your encouragement. Please comment, let me know what resonated the most with you from today's special guest. And if you'd like to learn more about my signature program, SOAR, seeking our authentic route to our highest potential, I would love to connect with you to see if it's a good fit. In SOAR, I help Christian female entrepreneurs authentically align their passion with their purpose to connect. To scale or launch to six figures. Have you pictured yourself as a six figure entrepreneur? If not, I can help you live your dream instead of chasing it. Visit me at lisadrennan.com or send me an email and let's connect. Let's see if it's a good fit for you. Thank you again for joining today. I would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast, provide a review, and if you know anyone, that this message would resonate with, please share it.